I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome back to the Brandis Female Podcast. This week, my guest is Meredith Shaw, the new host of Breakfast Television, a trailblazer with a passion for inclusivity. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandiesfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help you. Are you ready to be inspired and connected? I'm really excited to share that we have officially launched the Brandis Female Conversation Series. Come and join us for a monthly conference that's changing the game in Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto. Engage with fellow women thought leaders, innovators, and visionaries. Get ready for insightful discussions and powerful networking opportunities presented by TD Women in Enterprise. Don't miss out on this opportunity to elevate your career and your network. Visit our website, go to the events section, and secure your spot today. I can't wait to meet you in person. With a diverse background spanning broadcasting, music, fashion, and more, Meredith's journey is a testament to breaking barriers and creating transformative conversations. In this episode, we dive into Meredith's multifaceted career, from her time as a singer-songwriter to her pivotal role in radio. Discover how she's captivating audiences every morning as she wakes up the nation with her signature wit and warmth on breakfast television. We'll also address the exciting moment where she graces stage at the prestigious CAFA Awards to present a coveted award. But Meredith's impact extends beyond television. She's a fierce advocate for body positivity and inclusivity, working closely with initiatives like Girls Inc., Girl Talk, and Shoppers Drug Mart's Run for Women. Her mission is to inspire people of all sizes to embrace their power and feel fabulous in their own skin. In this conversation with Meredith, we explore her incredible journey, unwavering commitment to self-love, and the transformative message she's spreading. Get ready to be uplifted and inspired by a true trailblazer who's changing the game. Here is our conversation. Meredith, it's such a pleasure welcoming you on The Brandy's Female today. Thank you for making time. Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking me. I'm a big fan of this podcast, so it's um, it's very cool to be on it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm honored. I'm a big fan of yours as well. Um, I typically start these conversations by asking guests to go back in time, go down memory lane a little bit. Growing up, what were you thinking you'd be doing as a career later in life? What kind of profession were you envisioning for yourself? And was it at all connected to what you're actually doing today? Uh, my first desire was to be a teacher. Oh. I, I was, I mean, when I was like a kid, I set up, you know, all my dolls and stuffies in a classroom format and was <laughs> doing that. Um, so I definitely had that aspiration. I liked school. Um, so yeah, I, I was quite fond of that idea. And then pretty quickly I moved into thinking like, okay, Maybe I'd rather sing in front of those stuffed animals okay. <laughs> and okay. dolls. So then I moved pretty quickly into some kind of, you know, performer person. Right. Um, I think my parents recognized it pretty early on in me and fostered that, you know, very um, wonderfully as uh, parents can do. Mm. And, and I was exposed to a lot of, you know, great teachers and, great artists and, you know, going to shows and kind of consuming music. And I just, 
I just fell in love with songs and songwriting. And so that was really what I was moving toward from mm. quite a young age, kind of 12 years old. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not that far off. You are speaking yeah. in front of an audience, performing in front of an audience to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had experiences within kind of that, that performer industry and my mm -hmm. sort of higher education was dedicated to that. And I really do feel like it's it, at the time, especially if anyone's listening right now and they're sort of pursuing the arts in some way and thinking, mm -hmm. how the heck am I going to make this a job? Mm -hmm. um, I do really think that that kind of context and that kind of appreciation for the great works of our time and beyond really does set you up to be able to have a perspective and have, mm -hmm. um, a take and be able to connect with other people. And so mm -hmm. I think even though potentially you might feel, what are these skills that I have? Um, I've certainly found that they've translated in ways that I wasn't necessarily expecting. Mm. And when, when did you get the call to be on a screen or to do any work that would get you closer to the screen? When did that happen? Well, I mean, I had, I had quite a fulfilling music career. Mm -hmm. um, I was fortunate enough to release three albums mm -hmm. and I spent some time in the U.S. and did some touring across yeah. Canada. I've driven across the country three times. You know, I know this country, its beauty. Um, you know, I've seen every small town and big city. Like I really feel quite connected to coast to coast to coast of this country, really in a very um, grateful way. Uh, But I guess the first time I got any kind of call was really when I started my radio career, mm -hmm. uh, which I realize is not on screen, but it, it led me there. So Yeah, I said yeah. screen. I should have said stage first. It, or <laughs> Yeah, any, any kind of like, here, you, you over there. Yeah, it, it, it started really with that, with that radio spot. And I, I, I have a lot of, um, you know, kind of reverence for that moment because mm. I shouldn't have gotten that job. Like it, I was mm. not prepared to be on the radio. I had never mm -hmm. done it before. I just had a gut instinct that this might be something I could do. I don't know. And so I really encourage other people to like, listen to that little voice. Like mm -hmm. you got to get quiet enough to hear it. But generally I found if you follow what you love mm -hmm. and are active in it, the opportunities meet you along the way, you right. know? Um, and the people that are mm -hmm. meant to kind of stand in your path and change your whole life, you, mm -hmm. they show up. And that happened to me with, with radio. I was, um, I was on a tour and I was at soundcheck, uh, and I was in Winnipeg, nothing against Winnipeg. Uh, it was in the dead <laughs> of winter. So it was winter peg. That's, and that's, I was that's thinking, a, little, a tough time to be yeah, in Winnipeg. Time. And I was thinking, Ooh, am I going to like, I made this record. Off I go touring it. I'm so excited to be playing these shows, but what am I going to do after this? Go back and like mm. try and make another record. And it's tough when you, you know, yeah. when you're not Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, and there's not that many of her. In, no, it's uh, it's, it's a tough go. Mm -hmm. And I, so I've got a lot, a lot of respect for people who, who, who do it and stick mm -hmm. with it and, and, you know, forge their career, especially in this country, in Canada. Um, but I thought, you know, I've always kind of wanted to be Sarah McLaughlin, but I've also always kind of <laughs> wanted to be Marilyn Dennis. Like how, how did she do what she did? Mm -hmm. And I thought I've always loved radio stations when mm -hmm. I, you know, kind of been there on the artist side of things. So maybe I can host a radio show. Like, I wonder if I, how would I do that? Mm -hmm. And so I look, I Googled 
I Googled how to host a radio show. Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> a lot of radio jobs came up. There's a, if anyone's listening right now and wants to be in radio, there's a website called Milkman Unlimited. I don't know why that's where all the radio jobs are listed, but they are. And I made a little voice sort of memo Demo. on my yeah. on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Apple. And <laughs> it's a lot and, easier uh, nowadays. Yeah, it sure is. And I sent it and I sent it to like 62 openings, job openings. And I got a call um, from Boom 97.3 in Toronto from a man named Troy McCallum. And I write him messages regularly saying, thank you. <laughs> thank mm-hmm. you for taking a chance on me because he gave me a job. He's like, I don't really know what it is that you sent me. And <laughs> I know you kind of don't know how to press all the buttons, but I just have a hunch. I just have a feeling you'll be good on the mic and I want to hear you. And and off we went. And then you made mistakes along the way and all the rest of it. But it really was that. That was a very important call. That was a very pivotal moment for me in my, in my mm-hmm. broadcasting career. Yeah. How long ago was that? Oh, uh, what was that? That was 12, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You spent time in a music industry. You spent time in radio. Uh, those are both environments that are known to be, you know, where women are underrepresented or where women don't always have kind of the top decision-making powers. We know these are industries where there's been, you know, sexism at play, gender bias at play. Did you ever feel like, you know, there were obstacles in your way because of gender? I think it was more, I think at the time I didn't see them as obstacles, but mm-hmm. I definitely had a sense of the box I was supposed to show up in, right? <laughs> you know, and, uh, and that box had a lot to do with my body, mm. you know? So in the way that there are decisions being made and sort of conversations being had about you and sort of how you look, that really reduces you to one thing Yeah. where really, uh, do you like how I write songs? Do you like my voice? Yeah. Um, you know, and there were people that were, you know, wonderfully supportive of me. Mm. And then there were some really difficult conversations, especially to have them at at a really young age. Mm -hmm. Um, and it sent me down some really tough paths. Did you find when, and and, I mean, you went from radio and then eventually what was your first kind of on, on air, on screen opportunity? Was it, and was that kind of a conscious decision moving? You had, you had done the switch from music to radio successfully. Was it kind of the next obvious path for you or the the next obvious step for you? Uh, I wish things were obvious. (laughs) (laughs) They they really are. (laughs) Yeah, they really are at the time. And I really, you know, this podcast is so helpful to so many. I want people to know listening that, like these, these conversations are easier to have with perspective, like in retrospect, you know, when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the muck, (laughs) you, you don't have this kind of clarity and neither did I. So I can now, you know, uh, you know, wax poetic on it. But at the time it was like, ah, what's happening? Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah, right. And and it is uh, for more, most business owners, you know, most executives as well. I mean, very few women, I think, come on here with, I had this, linear path that I knew I wanted to pursue and things happen exactly that way. That's rarely the case in life, right? Even for uber successful women. Yeah. No, I mean, I I think, I think that's, I think that's really where your success comes from is Mm -hmm. like, you need to be able to have resilience. Like you need to be able to 
you know, not even a knockdown, but a redirect, a pivot, mm-hmm. a move. Like those are the people that, that keep going, right? Yeah. It's, the keep, it's the keeping going that I think eventually sets you apart. And staying flexible. Cause I think when, when you're too set in what you're trying to achieve next, or you're waiting for that perfect opportunity, you, you're missing out on so many other great things that might be coming along. It's so true. And for me, I mean, really getting that job in radio and it was really when I got the, then got the job on Chum 1045 that I really Mm -hmm. had to make a choice between radio and music and everything Mm -hmm. that I was doing because it really started to be a, a, you know, a daily job, um, and a big show. And, and it just, you you have to, you can do lots of things, but then Mm -hmm. it starts to be like, Ooh, (laughs) something's going to lose out here if you keep doing too many things. So I really had to focus. And, uh, but I, I, I was so excited about, you know, my radio career taking off, but I have to say it came with some sadness that I had to put my music Mm. aspirations to bed. Um, and it it was tough. I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not gonna lie. That was a tough time in, in my life, but the, the radio thing, it just, it felt like a wave. I just, I was having Mm. so much fun and it was so creative. And I was feeling like that time I spent in music was invaluable in my Mm. radio career. When I was interviewing artists, even when I just was speaking about them, like understanding uh, how, how difficult it is to, to put out a record and make it happen. And I just, I had a lot of love for the artists I was talking to. And I think mm-hmm. that came through. Um, so don't ever think that you're wasting your time. You're not, you're not, yeah. but the on screen, sorry, I didn't answer your question. It was a very okay. long answer, but it wasn't even your question. <laughs> We're getting just, there. I, I got on screen mainly because of, I was still modeling throughout my career, um, right. the careers that we've been talking about. There was an, another part of my career, which was modeling. And, uh, so I was appearing on the Marilyn Dennis show on the yep. social as a model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of those producers that said, don't I listen to you on the radio? Like, aren't you funny? Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk on TV? And that was Julie Hamalecki at the social and they screen tested me and I started and then off you go. So again, it's that follow what you love, do well at what you're doing at the time. Don't mm-hmm. always be looking at the next thing. Yeah. And then the next thing shows up. And in making these decisions, when you chose to leave the music behind and, and, you know, you just shared that wasn't it, an easy decision to come to, mm-hmm. um, do you rely on intuition generally? Is it really just, you know, tapping into what your gut says you should be doing or, you know, that, that inner guidance that we have? Well, it was my gut and my bank account. <laughs> there were two things that were talking to me. Always a good guide. Uh, yeah. You know, having a music career in Canada uh, can be expensive. I mean, shout out to all the labels and the publicists and the grant systems and everything, everyone trying to put out records. But uh, yeah, eventually you got to figure out how, how are you going to build your life and yeah. how, what does that look like? Um, and yeah, I, I, I just, the other path, the radio, it was just moving so quickly mm. and in such a fun way. I, I mm. couldn't, I just couldn't deny it anymore. Like it was like, I, and I, and I really don't want to make it seem like I didn't want it. I mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. it wasn't what I thought I was going to do. And I'm stubborn <laughs> and ambitious. And I'm not afraid of that word, either of those words. I think they've served both, both have served me well. But it, it was a moment of really me, myself, and I, like, in coming to a real reckoning of, like, you can mm-hmm. let that go. You don't have to count that as failure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can move on. And that's okay. Like, you can move into this new iteration. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people said, oh, you can keep doing it. And I keep doing music. And I really had to cut it off. Uh, it felt like, you know, 
my left arm. I just, I had to stop because it was too mm. painful. I couldn't keep okay. try, doing both. I had to really um, take a second. And I, I think that also is okay for, for people to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. you really have to grieve it, mm, you know, yeah. yes. and give yourself some distance from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the funny full circle moment, which I know we haven't gotten around to yet, but you know, I, I now am in touch with the people I looked up to, mm. <laughs> you know, these artists that I, in, in quite a personal way, mm-hmm. uh, and there is now some interest for me to do some music. <laughs> I almost can't really believe it. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Cause mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I, I don't know, I, I, but I can't believe it. I'm, mm-hmm. you're really, you're, you're catching me at a moment where I'm in a bit of disbelief how life works, you know, sometimes you have to let stuff go to, to have it yes, come back. Yes, exactly. I, I love when that happens. Mm-hmm. The universe is basically bringing back. I mean, if it was your dream, if it's something that you had spent a lot of energy towards, it's just bringing you back a little piece of it or yeah. a big piece of it. Yeah. Um, I love that you just use the word stubborn and ambitious to describe yourself. I think mm-hmm. a lot of women shy away from those terms and there's a lot of um, stereotypes, bias, misconceptions around an ambitious woman. We're even, you know, it's it's almost like ambition is seen as a, a quality that a woman is not supposed to have, right? It's crass to be ambitious as a woman. Um is this something that you were always comfortable owning up to? Did that take, you know, did it take some time for you to be, to realize that you were ambitious and that was a good thing? I think early on, I was quite comfortable with it. Um, mm-hmm. I come from a long line of strong, ambitious women. Love that. Um, my grandmother's, my mother uh, was a, a dean at Osgoode Hall Law School. Mm. That was rare, uh, yeah. As a woman for in, that generation, you know, yeah. Um, my mom kept her last name. Um, she was, you know, super active, president of the students' union at her at U of A. So I, I, in my home growing up, I had no problem with it. Mm. It was when I went out into the world and realized, oh, <laughs> hang on a second. This is maybe, maybe I got to hide that this is how I am mm-hmm. or something. Like maybe I have to be less, do less, um, say less, which was an interesting juxtaposition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you follow what you love and you find your, your women. And I've just been surrounded by incredible women and my friendships with women, both just friends and also colleagues, mentors has always been incredibly important to me. Um, and through them, you gain permission to be more of yourself, all of yourself. Yeah. And I hope I'm doing that to the people who sort of use me, uh, as a mentor or a friend or Mm. because I, I was listening to Julia Louis-Dreyfus, her podcast, uh, wiser than me. Great job. And she, great, great. And she always uh, asks often women about obviously their age, but also that word ambition. Mm-hmm. And um, I think some of those answers have been so comforting mm-hmm. because I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a word and a state that it's uh, surprising that it's so loaded. Absolutely. Um, Cause what's wrong with that? What's mm-hmm. wrong for, going for it, you know, mm-hmm. showing up, um, 
claiming what you're looking for. I, I think that's where we're, what progress is and how we move anything forward. And for women to have to play some sort of a game, we waste our time. We mm-hmm. waste our energy doing yeah. that, making it okay, making it palatable. Yeah. As opposed to just getting it done. But hey, I look to the next generation of people coming up. They don't care at all. They're different, like, different mindset. Yeah. Different mindset. They are ready to set boundaries to, you know, mm-hmm. I have a 13 year old and she has got it figured out, you know, like <laughs> she is, she is knowing what she wants and saying it. And I love that about mm-hmm. the next gen. Yeah. Um, You've talked about women you look up to. You've talked about the line of strong, ambitious women, you know, you come from. Who were your role models? And I kind of want to add a second question in there. You've mentioned also, you know, there's men along the way that gave you a break as well. You've talked about your first job in radio. So who were role models and who have been allies to you along the way? Oh, yeah. Um, and I count, you know, many men in my life as role models as mm-hmm. well. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, my dad being the first one. Um, you know, when you have a supportive father figure in your life, you really lucked out, Mm. you know, because that, uh, that kind of support is just, it's intangible, but it's, it's in every moment I walk through the world, you know, Mm. knowing that I have that solid supportive and I'll always sort of have, Mm. I, 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 I feel very grateful for that. My dad's an incredible man continues to be. Um, my mother, for sure. Mentor. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Always, um, just really breaking down any problem I had or issue thought, just really taking it all seriously, you know, Mm -hmm. never being sort of shoved off as, Oh, you know, even when I was younger, you know, we really talked about everything Mm -hmm. and I appreciated that very much. I mean, Marilyn Dennis has become, yeah. (laughs) a friend and mentor, which again, it's like, what? (laughs) Uh, She just texted me earlier today. Still can't believe it. She is the best of the best. Um, You know, she moves through with such humor and um, humility Mm -hmm. and always makes it about the other person. Yeah. Which I think in our business Mm. is the magic. Very Um, generous. Very generous. And, you know, people always have fun on her show, radio, television, because she can create chemistry with anybody, Mm -hmm. you know, because she's present and interested. Mm. Um, and I've really had the privilege of watching her both on television and in radio. And Mm -hmm. it has, you know, I just, I'm like, (laughs) 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 give me that gold. So Marilyn Dennis, incredible. Mae Potts, another, um, you know, just iconic radio personality, Mm -hmm. uh, here in the city, especially early on. I mean, these are also women who came up in this industry at a time where this industry looked very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I certainly, as I sit here, I know the shoulders I stand on. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I have a little easier, the reason why I'm yeah. taking it a little bit more seriously, the reason why I'm, um, you know, able to be ambitious and claim mm-hmm. some of that space. It's because of the work uh, of the generation before me, Jan Arden. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. Of course. Yeah. Um, she really has taught me how to speak my mind mm-hmm. uh, and not be afraid that your opinion has value just mm-hmm. because you are informed and you have it mm-hmm. and that's enough. You can say that and then you can also learn new information and say another thing, you know, mm-hmm. that, that has been really cool with her. So I think those would be my mm-hmm. main, I know it's hard to, great ladies, hard to list because <laughs> then you think, 
oh, who have I missed? And I'm yeah, sure yeah, I missed, but, but yeah. There are just a few among a, a longer list, obviously. Yeah. This season of The Brandest Female is made possible with the support of TD Women in Enterprise. And they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and to engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way, so we can share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women in Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. You've talked about, you know, the shoulders you stand on and it was interesting hearing you talk about your daughter as well because I'd like to think that the next generation, you know, has access to opportunities and has a, a different mindset also because our generation has been doing some work to uh, break a few glass ceilings uh, along the way. In what ways do you think it is... I don't know if easier is the right word, but in what ways it is different to be a woman in entertainment. You've had a career across music, radio, uh, modeling, TV. Um, in what ways is it different to be a woman in those industries today than even a generation ago? I think there's just uh, a lot less. Well, it's funny. There's more noise. Mm. <laughs> Because more people have more things to say, but there's yeah. less tolerance for the bullying and mm. the outright criticism that I think used to just run rampant. Mm. I, I think, you know, and obviously the Me Too movement was about much more than criticism, but th th those movements change everything. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, I mean, I was in it already when that was going on. Mm -hmm. But I think our ability to come together and our ability to believe in the strength of our collective voice has yeah. changed. Mm. Um, and I think, thank goodness, there's more checks and balances now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can't, you, you can't, mm -hmm. you cannot get away with things in a way that you used to. Yeah. And so I think that has been a real sort of exhale, you know, mm. that you can ask for what you need and, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not Pollyanna. It's not perfect. Mm, yeah. And it's not, I'm sure there's still a lot of things going on that are not okay. But there seems to be more pathways to figure out how to deal with it. You don't just have to get stuck with it. Yeah. Um, and if you use your voice, there's mm. an understanding that there might be other women around you that will now rally for you as opposed to be fearful of yeah. their own ramifications. Yeah. And I, there's I, power in that's those That's so numbers. interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've been very vocal, outspoken about body diversity. Um, you and your career, I mean, you've been, you've been on air, on screens, uh, a, 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 you know, a model in, in your music career as well. So we see you. What made you want to be that voice for diversity? And similar to the last question I asked, what kind of evolution have you seen for this representation of diversity across media, across pop culture, uh, and anywhere that women's bodies are on display? Well, it's funny. I don't think you ever set out to be a voice for diversity. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. but you just are who you are and you decide to show up in spaces. Mm-hmm. And so because you show up in spaces, that conversation gets started. Right. And yeah. Interesting think, how that happens. <laughs> you know, like I, I certainly don't shy away from it, but yeah. but really what happened to me was I just decided I'm not going to worry about that part of my life mm-hmm. because like I was mentioning to you, um, when I was in, in music and there was a lot of conversation about what I, my body specifically, mm-hmm. um, I had a very hard time with it. And I, mm-hmm. again, was ambitious. I wanted things to happen. So I thought, okay, well, if the problem is my body, I'll fix that. I'll fix that. I can fix that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, and you know, trigger warning, but I can not eat. Like I can mm-hmm. overexercise. I can do things. I can read a cosmopolitan magazine. Like I, I can do some stuff that's maybe not the best for me overall, mm-hmm. but it might get me to my goal. And my goal is now being defined by someone else's fear. So, okay, I'll mm-hmm. sign up for that. Right. And that spoiler alert, <laughs> that leads you nowhere fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, except through a lot of heartache and turmoil. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went to therapy. I had to, um, and I really got in touch with my strength mm-hmm. and my complete disinterest in living my life according to other people's insecurities. Just complete disinterest. Good for you. And so now I'm actually quite grateful for that experience because I don't mm-hmm. think I would have gotten that as early as I got it. Uh, and I, I feel like that has allowed me to show up in this way, which has hopefully mm-hmm. allowed other people to mm-hmm. show up. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, 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 it's important. Sometimes I feel like the conversation has been had and then, then we're reminded. I understand that it hasn't. Yeah. yeah. I also, you know, I also, I'm, I'm quite connected to the plus size community mm-hmm. in, as, as a whole. I mean, not like we're a monolith, but, uh, I'm also understanding that there are women in the plus size community who have it uh, much harder than I do. You know, mm-hmm. there are ways that I sort of a- appear and, and then don't. Um, so I also have an understanding that I, I quote unquote, have it easier. Um, and still it is challenging, mm-hmm. um, to show up as you are in a media landscape that's just not used to you. Mm-hmm. And it's down to everything. Like it's down to, stylists who haven't necessarily pulled plus before it's Mm, you you see all the layers of how it's just not exactly something that everyone's used to. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I love, I love busting through things like that because Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm very comfortable with who I am Mm -hmm. and quite frankly, what I look like. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if that comfort makes someone uncomfortable, that's their problem, not mine. Exactly. They can work on that. that, Yeah. (laughs) And if that comfort makes someone else comfortable, yeah. oof, I love that. Yeah. That just gets me yeah. going. It's like so much. Yeah. And I want to ask you about the power of representation, which I think is so important for women, especially because we've been absent from a lot of spaces for a long time. Um And as women, when we see somebody else, not be afraid to be ambitious and say they're ambitious, not be afraid to be who they are physically, uh, you know, mentally, emotionally. It's also, I think for a long time, women were shying away from being their full selves when it comes to soft skills, right? In the business world, it's 
frowned upon to be ambitious and driven, uh, but also to bring skills like empathy and compassion to, to our jobs. We're supposed to be really tough, but we can't be tough. It's the Barbie monologue all, all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you think representation has an impact? And is this something that you keep in mind, you know, as you show up, as you host, you know, more things, radio, TV, et cetera, um, is, is it, you know, top of mind for you to be kind of that voice and that influence for other women? Representation is everything to me. I think if, if people don't see it, they're not going to be it. And then the whole thing just falls away. So Mm -hmm. yeah, the fact that I'm a size 16 woman on morning television in Canada in a way that has not done, been done before. I'm like, okay, yay. Is that the reason why I'm there? No, Mm -hmm. but is that awesome for people to see and normalize bodies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think the representation how I think about it is not, I I, I don't know. It's, it's not my motivation, right? But I'm, I'm very proud to take up that space. Yeah. And the, and the pride comes only because the message I hear over and over again back from people is I did, because of this, I did this. Mm -hmm. I I did this because I saw you do this. Mm -hmm. And that ripple effect, again, it's just, I mean, it's everything. It's everything. So I take it. Yeah. I take, I take it seriously, but Mm -hmm. it's certainly, I, I don't really think about it. It's not what you, then you don't I, wake I, yeah, up in the morning no, thinking, great, no, I'm there's, representing today. No, I'm, yeah, no. But hey, if there's moments where it gets tough yeah. and the trolls get loud, which luckily yeah. in my career so far, um, I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but I haven't had too much of that. Yeah. But there, there's been some. Uh, that's when I, in my mind, fall back on this incredible community mm-hmm. And think, okay, like you're with, I feel like they're with me, yeah. if that makes sense, in some yeah. of those moments. Or when I'm about to walk out on stage uh, in a room that is a fashion industry that is, is, is all caps fashion, that is, mm. there's some elite fashion going on. If I'm so, if I'm, if I'm walking into a space where maybe they haven't seen a body like mine in a while, I, I'm taking everybody with me in my mind, <laughs> 100%. I can feel, I, I can feel everyone. Yeah. 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 And to be clear, I was talking about representation. I wasn't even thinking about, you know, body shape, body size, but as a woman hosting a major television show, that is representation, right? Having a woman anchor, uh, and, and just a woman taking that space in media, because again, we've seen men occupy that space a lot more than women over the past few decades. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, I, I have taken over this job from the incredible Dina Pugliese, mm-hmm. yeah. who, held this spot so well for 16 years. Mm-hmm. And so I've, you know, and before her Liza Fromer and Ann Romer, I mean, this is a, this is a sort of legacy of women that I'm so grateful to be in company of now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I definitely feel representative of, of a female perspective and take on the show. And yeah. I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing that to the best of my ability, but, but yeah, I mean, Tina, Tina steered this ship very, very well. So mm-hmm. She's made it easy for me to come in. Mm, that's nice to hear. Um, t- 
talking about fashion, fashion all caps, you were a part of the CAFA award celebrations uh, just recently in Toronto. You presented an award at CAFA yes. um, yeah. talking about fashion in all caps. Um, yeah. Great move on CAFA's uh, uh, behalf. How did it feel being, you know, being part of that celebration of fashion talent, creative talent in Canada? Uh, CAFA has been around for a few years. It's great that our industry now has, um, you know, its very own space to celebrate the amazing talents that we have across our country. Uh, it's so exciting to see who gets nominated, who wins every year. So what was that experience like for you? It was phenomenal. I mean, it was it's it's tenth year, so it was a ten year celebration, which was really incredible. Vicky Milner is a visionary. She created this ten uh, years ago, and you're so right. I mean, it now gives the industry in Canada, fashion, hair, beauty, accessories, everything, um, a moment to to mm-hmm. come together um, and to connect and to celebrate mm-hmm. each other. And that is important because that's how the talent rises to the next level, potentially an international level. And with that comes a career, comes money. And, you know, the supporting the fashion industry in Canada, it's like the music industry. We got a lot of talent in this country. Uh, But, you know, compared to our neighbors, we don't have as many, you know, as many people. We don't have the population. So, uh, you got to get your brand out there mm-hmm. and CAFA is an incredible way to do that. My first year attending was last year. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. So I had a little bit more of an understanding of what to expect this year. And it is an intimidating room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to be honest, every editor, you know, everyone's yeah. there and <laughs> everyone uh, has a sense of why they're there and who they are and, you know, you got to come, you got to come to play. And I think, I think I did this year. I was, I really had a good time. I was wearing Leslie Hampton. I love Leslie I, Hampton. I was going to ask you, <laughs> loved Phenomenal. what you were wearing, obviously. Leslie Thank is such a talented you. designer. She really is. And it was important for me to wear Leslie yeah. because I had this moment um, to present and there aren't too many presenters each year. So I really yeah. wanted to, to dress the part and, and Leslie, you know, gave me my first runway show um, years mm. and years ago. Ah. One of the pictures from that show got into Vogue. That was the first time that I was in that, um, you know, ecosystem. So I have a lot of gratitude for mm. Leslie and belief in her talent. So it was really important for me to kind of reach back out to her and and do something special. And I think we did. And mm. that's the kind of stuff that really means something to me, like to be able to have a moment years ago. And then to sort of be able in my little way to kind of hopefully repay that moment, um, I think is, is almost like the essence of what you're talking about right here on this Mm. podcast. It's like, there, there's such a network. And and I think when we talk about ambition, the other part of that is genuinely looking for ways to support other women who are also rising, you know? And I think ultimately that's where the, power of your ambition comes in is when you are also making sure that your crew is okay as well. I think otherwise it gets a little strident and solo. Yeah. Uh, and also not fake, right? (laughs) There's some, there's some (laughs) fakery sometimes in the hashtag women supporting women and that stuff. But when you can do it in a really genuine, careful way, I think, um, I think it's unstoppable really is what I think that that energy is, that female energy is. Mm, Well said. 
Well, and it's interesting. I love kind of exploring, you know, delving into the concept of there's, there's often still a sense of competition among women in certain instances. I mean, there's competition among men as well, but women for such a long time, there were very few seats at a table. So obviously we had to, you know, uh, wiggle our way through and fight our way through really to get access to those uh, very few opportunities. It's no longer the case. And there is that need to, and there is that space to support the community and to, as you say, uplift each other, help each other rise. How can we foster more of that collaborative, you know, community spirit and kind of get rid of whatever competition tendencies we might have? And I think we all, we find ourselves in space once in a while where there's that instinct to feel competitive. And I had the author Elise Luna in, uh, on the show, and she's written this wonderful book where she talks about envy among other, other things. But, and she says, you know, with envy, there's something really interesting because if you just turn that concept on its head, you realize it just means the other person has something that you are also looking for, for yourself. It doesn't mean they've taken it away from you, but there is something beautiful in you wanting something similar for yourself. Um, how can we kind of squash that move into more of the community uplifting, supporting one another? Yeah, I love that. Flipping that. It's so true. I think it's, we got to pay attention to how we feel. I think mm-hmm. that's the first step. I think you have to really understand how you're feeling or let those feelings come up and why you're feeling that way. And, you yeah. know, maybe don't act on anything right away, but just really, really get personal with yourself and mm-hmm. what's going on. And then for me, it's, I mean, it's very second nature to me, but if you're putting sort of steps in place, I love uh, shouting people out and complimenting them when they do a great job. Like, I I think that goes a long way. Like, I mean, it's, it's small, but it's real. Just pay attention to the stuff that you can do that's real. And Mm. I think eventually, I mean, not to sound like I don't have those feelings, but I really, I don't as much anymore. I'm quite secure with who I am and what I would like to do. And I, I want everybody with me. Like I want mm. them, I want everyone else to find out what they want to do and, yeah. and do it. Yeah. Cause what they're going to do is not going to take away from what I'm going to do. Let's do yeah. it together. Like, mm. you know, and I, and that's that scarcity mindset. But again, yeah. that comes from knowing where the shoulders you stand on, because that just wasn't possible yeah. years ago, mm. but it really is possible now. And I think it's our generation's responsibility to, figure that out. Mm-hmm. And if for some, if you are locked in a circle with someone in particular that you just, you, you are rubbed the wrong way or whatever, yeah. you got to figure that out. You yeah. really have to figure that out because it, it will grow and get worse and it will, it will poison what you do. And when you do things, you will not ever do them to the fullest extent possible mm-hmm. because that energy, it holds you back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well said. Uh, What's next? What's on your vision board, you know, list of goals for the next two years, three years? What are things that you're, you're moving towards things you'd like to accomplish? And you've mentioned something about a potential return to music. I don't know if you can share more with us. (laughs) Or we'll do oh, we'll gosh. do a follow up interview just just yeah. on that chapter. No, I that's yeah, that's still definitely just in the like blown away portion of the vision board. And you know what's funny, <laughs> which, I've never which is a good a place board. to be. Yeah, <laughs> I should make a vision board. I never have. I don't know. I, there's something about it that feels cheesy to me. But I gotta. Get I, over I know that what you because mean because I yeah. hear it works. <laughs> I hear it works. You know, I uh, 
I have just started this chapter on breakfast television. So I am really focused and committed to this team and this show and this audience and just making it the best it can possibly be. I'm very lucky. It's already very, very good. Mm. (laughs) So, um, I am just learning everything and learning how I'm able to amplify voices that might not have been on the show before. Yeah. Um, you know, I've already been able to do a little bit of that, which is exciting. I think anybody new that comes into a show sort of brings their own people that they know and love and, and also takes on and, and passions mm-hmm. and everyone at the show is being incredibly open to, to all that. So I'm, I'm really committed to what I'm doing right now and mm-hmm. hope to have the opportunity to continue to do it. If we're talking two years for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some really exciting fashion things in the works, uh, none of which I can sort of go into specific specifics about. But, but I've I've long wanted to get into design. Okay. Uh, and and there's going to be some opportunities there. So I'm 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 very excited to do more in Canada mm. for women who occupy the curve size, extended range, plus size, whatever you want to call any of that. Mm. I'm just really excited to be working in inclusive fashion and making it more accessible because for me, the style is access to the possibility of who you are. That's why I love it. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you, when the designer or the brand doesn't make the size, they're not just not giving me pants they're not giving me my first date with the love of my life. They're not giving mm. me the dream job that I'm going to show up in. They're, they're, they're taking away access mm. to possibility. And so I love clothes, but I really love what people do in clothes. Right. And so I'm excited to be a part <laughs> of uh, opening some of that up. And of mm. course, like looking amazing doing it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the, those are, those are two things that I'm really, really excited about, really committed to. Um, and I'm, I'm really clear about that, which right. is, uh, not a spot I have always been in. I've mm-hmm. been a multitasker. I've been, okay, I do this and I go over here and I'm doing this mm-hmm. and I'm excited for this phase to be a little more clear on the projects I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I'm really intentional about how I use my energy. That I can't wait to see what uh, those projects are. And it sounds like Thank you're you. in it for all the right <laughs> reasons. And in closing, what would be your top piece of advice to women who are maybe considering a career in media, in the arts and fashion? Um, maybe they're, they're already in there. What's one thing you'd like them to know? It's two words. Be yourself. It is the hardest, easiest thing you will ever do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you feel what that is, you will never do anything else because it is the easiest thing to do. It's the Mm. easiest way to show up. It's the easiest way to react. It's the easiest way to be with other people. Mm. But until you feel that, you are kind of constantly showing up in a way that you think pleases this person or that will make this a little better or this a little funnier or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I can, if I can save you some years, just figure out how to be yourself as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and you will be successful because people who are able to show up in environments that generally require you to be someone else yeah. and they are themselves, it hits and it, the truth rises like amongst the noise, people feel it. 
And I think that's where my success has been mm-hmm. more recently is that I've, I've really felt how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's the hardest, easiest thing you will ever do. So yeah, be <laughs> so yourself <true. laughs> and do it quick. Yeah. Wonderful advice. And you exemplify that so well. So you are you. a role model for so many of us and an inspiration. So thank you for all you do. You. Looking forward <laughs> to seeing all those new projects come to life. We'll keep watching you on breakfast television in the meantime. And thank you so much for chatting with me today. This was amazing. Ah, I feel like I just had a good meal. You know what I mean? Like I feel like <laughs> full in the best way. Thank you. What a beautiful conversation. Appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you. Feelings mutual. Thank you so much for listening to the Brandis Female Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you to our editor, Isabel Morris, and our editorial manager, Mackie Domingo. Thank you to TD Women and Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com to learn more. Yeah.